Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. And we're back. We went to Great uh, session there with Kevin Colbert, the Steelers general manager. And uh, we've got another special guest here. We're joined by Fran Duffy of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And what's the uh, journey to the draft? Journey man, to the know, draft. Said, yeah. The Eagles this year, uh, I'm Dale Lally. He's Matt Williamson. That's Wesley Euler. We've got uh, full coverage here uh, of the uh, NFL scouting combine. The Eagles this year might be the most intriguing team in yeah. this draft. Three picks, and they're all between uh, 15 and 18. 15 and 19, 15 and 19, 15, like, 16 and 19. This, of course, the Steelers pick at 20. So Steelers fans <laughs> are going to be watching what the Eagles do across the state very closely in this draft. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's exciting, right? And obviously, uh, you'd like for those picks to be a little bit higher. Uh, if you're if you're the Eagles fan, you don't, you don't like picking it, uh, you know, in the middle of the first round. But I think overall, when you look at uh, what the Eagles did first year under Nick Sirianni, that's going to be exciting. And then uh, having three picks, it's uh, obviously great capital to go with into this offseason. Yeah. I tend to think it won't be the case, but any chance that those picks turn into Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or, you know, something like that. That's, that's the thing. It's like everybody's talking about that, obviously, yeah. and it's going to continue to be talked about until all those guys are moved. But mm-hmm. uh, who knows? That's one of those things like I, I'm just like everybody else. I'm just sitting yeah. and waiting and we'll, and we'll see what happens. Same thing here. We're yeah, always, right, hey, Matt, exactly. who's the Steelers' next quarterback going to be? I don't know. I have no I idea. Not, yeah, yeah. Some pass I would go down, but that's I don't exactly know. Right. right. The Eagles seem like they're content to give Jalen Hurts another another year at this unless something remarkable happens here. What what did you see from Jalen Hurts in year two? I thought you saw him make improvement as a passer. And that's the big thing. I think people think about him as like, oh, he's, he's not super accurate. He's he's pretty been pretty accurate. His ball placement has been pretty good throughout the course of uh, this season. And even going back to last year as a rookie, uh, the big thing you saw was just command in an offense. And this was, what now, his sixth straight season in a new offensive system. <laughs> uh, when you go back to <laughs> wow, Alabama, Oklahoma, about that, three yeah. new offensive coordinators at Alabama. Then he goes to Oklahoma, two different offenses so far uh, in the NFL. So uh, he's got to be excited to have some continuity going into bit, 2022. Yeah. Uh, but I think when you look at Jalen, certainly, look, the running ability has been big. Um, that was huge for him this year. Uh, he got banged up in the pocket uh, about midway through the season, and that hampered him a little bit uh, in the second half. But I think when you look at some of the strides that he made, it was impressive, and, and obviously they leaned into his strengths. They were one of the best running teams, if not the best running team in football uh, throughout the majority of the season. So, again, Steelers in the quarterback market, and it's draft season. We're at the Combine. I, I really want to get your opinions, broad scope, or even for the Steelers specifically on these top guys. And uh, you're deeper in the weeds in, your, in this process than I am, but right now Willis is the one that I would – if I had my choice for the Steelers at 20, you'd have anyone to be there. It'd be Willis. What's your thoughts on Malik Willis? I think if you're just looking purely at traits, mm-hmm. Malik Willis, without question, you're running. He's running away with it. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. his arm is outstanding. His athleticism, and you would put it up there with like a Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson right. kind of twitch and explosiveness. In I every think he's aspect. more athletic than yeah. Jalen Hurts. Uh, I mean, he, yeah, yeah, right, he's yeah. got that dynamic, like, mm-hmm. whoa, quality in terms of the way he moves. We'll see what he does here this week from a, a workout standpoint. We've seen a lot of the top quarterbacks lately haven't really worked out haven't done the athletic testing so um you know we'll, we'll see him throw uh but even going down to the senior bowl uh there was that one day the wednesday practice was it rained like crazy yeah. yeah and there was the, that seven on seven drill with it and you could you couldn't tell you thought it was 75 and sunny uh the way that it was cutting through the wind you know and i think that speaks to his overall arm talent look there are things that he's got to get better at um and we've seen that with a lot of quarterbacks uh, coming into the nfl that have made those jumps you would say uh you know lamar jackson josh allen like we've seen these young guys yeah. continue to come into the league uh, whether they had limited reps in college or just needed to get better 
and they've made those jumps, and, and that ceiling was met with a lot of these guys. I've compared them to yeah. Allen more most often, yeah. actually. They don't yeah. look at all the same, but, right. I mean, I think he's similar to Allen coming out of Miami. And the great thing about the guys who, who have that running ability as well, yep. as you've seen with Jalen Hurts, is that they, they do have something that they can lean on while they learn how to process the, the speed of the game as a passer. Yep. Uh, the big thing is, like, having answers for when you're wrong. And, and as a as a quarterback early on, you're not you're not going to be right all the time. It's very very difficult. The defenses are too good. Coaches are too good. So uh, either you're going to beat defenses with your arm, uh, or you're going to beat them with your legs. And uh, if you're going to beat them with your arm, that means you need to beat them with your mind. Young quarterbacks aren't going to beat them with their mind all that often. <laughs> yeah. So to have that ability to say, "Hey, I'm going to take off uh, and be able to make plays," that's a, a good rabbit in the hat uh, to be able to have for those guys. Who do you prefer between Howe and Ritter? You know, it's interesting. I think when you look at, at Howell. It's very difficult because he lost so much coming right. into this year. You know, he lost his top two receivers, his top two backs, some players along the offensive line. Um, so the lack of continuity there, uh, and even they had some injuries on offense this right. year. So they're like, running a lot more. Yeah, so he, right, he yeah. had to run a lot more. So it's a little bit more difficult. I, I think that when you look at the pure tools, I'd probably give a little bit of the edge to Ritter. Okay. Uh, I think he's both guys are pretty athletic. Both guys have pretty good arms. But Ritter can cut it loose. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what stands out to me about both guys is both guys are really tough. Uh, Howell's toughness really, really stood out to me watching him last year, especially. Yeah. And I know that showed up this year as well. Um, but when you look at Howell, his toughness really stands out, his touch, his deep ball. I think when you look at Ritter, the big question you have is just the inconsistent accuracy and ball placement. There are just some misses where you're like, man, I wish he would hit this guy. Uh, and not even just like, oh, that would have been a tough throw. Bubble screens, quick slants, where he just misses on Seems a handful. Like two of or three a game. Yeah, yeah. People said that about Josh Allen too, right? Sure, so sure. it's a, it's a matter of uh, you know, can he correct those mistakes? What is causing those mistakes to happen, and can they be corrected? Is he the guy with the most to gain this week in the quarterback group? See, it's tough because I I feel like when you're talking about the quarterbacks. You'll, you'll want to be able to see them all throw. What's unique about this one is that usually we're coming in this, oh, this is the first time we've got a chance to see all the top quarterbacks do it. Well, we just saw it three weeks ago. Right, we're right. not going to have Matt Corral work out this week because uh, he's still coming off that injury. Um, but we just saw Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell and all these guys just do it uh, down in Mobile. So this is really the second step in that. I don't know if I would say that Ritter or Howell has the most. I think really it comes down to Malik. If Malik Willis, who had all that buzz building after Mobile, then goes and does what, he, what we expect him to do in the athletic workout, I think that that would just further kind of create that buzz for him. See, that's kind of my prediction with Willis is he's gotten a lot of buzz. And the media buzz versus team buzz is yep. a different thing, as sure. you know. I mean, these, these guys know what he was before that. But it wouldn't shock me after this week if we start seeing him DJ's mock draft number six to the Carolina yep. Panthers or just looks so, so much different than the other quarterbacks here that even – the common onlooker would look at him and say, I'm, I want to work with that more than the other guys. I mean, but th- think about how far we've come in looking at quarterbacks with his skill set. Yeah. Say, like, whether it's his height, you know, it was uh, Kyler sure. Murray just a few, a few, a couple years ago. He's, he's too small. He can't go that high. He's not going to be good in the NFL. That caused Russell Wilson to fall to the third round, right? Sure. Uh, Kyler Murray goes number one. We've seen Baker Mayfield go number one. And then you see guys with his, his athletic tools. And even though he's inconsistent from the pocket, We've seen guys come into the league and have that success, as we've talked about. So um, I think when you look at Malik he's at Willis, liberty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, to to know, me, right. like the big thing is in the past, like we've seen like Lamar Jackson didn't do the athletic workout. We've seen some of these guys to say like, oh, like I don't want I don't I don't even want to go down that path. 
We'll see if Malik Willis does or doesn't. Mm-hmm. But if he, but we comes, know he's fast either way. Either way, and that's <laughs> right, the thing. Right, but yeah. if, if we're talking about like buzz and building momentum, uh, if he goes and he runs in the low four fives, high four fours, now everybody, you know, that's just another feather in the cap there from Malik mm-hmm. Willis. It, it's funny that, that you mentioned we see these guys do this now. I mean, I covered Cordell Stewart when he played. Sure. You guys had Randall Cunningham. You know, these these guys who were kind of the trendsetters for what is now the norm for quarterbacks. It's almost like you have to have that baseline ability to run a little bit to play the position now in the NFL. Yeah, I think that, again, just kind of going back to having answers for when the defense is right. Uh, and it's a lot easier for young quarterbacks to run away from those issues than it is to, to beat it with your mind um, you know, early on. And until you get those reps, and we've seen guys, guys get better and better. You get you get enough of those hits on you. You're saying, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Uh, all, you, know, you, you see those guys start to develop a little bit more on the mental side. But you have to be able to survive those hits as well. I mean, you know, Robert Griffin – yeah. is an example that like you have to have a certain build as well. Yep. Are you worried about that with Corral at all? The thing with Corral that stands out is he, he was banged up for a large chunk of this season and he was used a lot as a runner. I don't know that he's going to be like used that much as a runner uh, moving on to the NFL. His toughness really stands out. And this is even like watching them on TV. Um, and this is one of the things you can get from watching these guys on TV is like, you could just see like the, the close up shots, like him kind of grit. The guy's in pain. Yeah. Uh, and his, him kind of gutting through it, uh, how his teammates kind of reacted to him in those moments. Um, and even like talking to people that have been around him and uh, people that scouts that have gone in there. Everybody kind of raves about that part of it. They, his ability to connect with his teammates and uh, get guys to rally around him. If they don't go quarterback, there's a good chance it's offensive tackle. The yep. the line needs a lot of work. Um, I don't think the Steelers are any shot at the top three tackles. Do you, sure. Who's your favorite after that? Is it Raymond? Is it Penning or someone else? Well, you guys have had plenty of success uh, with the Central Michigan pipeline, right? So uh, <laughs> Mac in general, Mac in general, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You and I have talked about that in the past, Matt. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that when you look at Bernard Raymond, really interesting. The Senior yeah. Bowl wasn't super kind to him, um, but I think when you look at his skill set, the fact that he's only been playing offensive line for a year and a half, it was yeah. a short in 2020 season. Um, I don't know how much you've seen on the background, but he had the. Oh, yeah. He made that move during the during when COVID first hit in the spring of 2020, and he had to do it all basically on his own because mm-hmm. it was before spring ball, and he had to put on the weight on his own. He had to, he was working on his you know, by himself uh, at home, so really just uh, really impressive yeah. from that standpoint. But Bernard Raymond, I, I would throw Trevor Penning in there uh, as yeah. well, and Penning is kind of that uh, you know when you think of Pittsburgh Steelers identity, right, right, like right. he kind of has that. He's the last guy you want to see in the standing in the at the uh, end of the alleyway yes, that you're walking no, down. No now. question, he's the dark alleyway. <laughs> We're worried he's going to end up in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> he's that kind of player. That's right, right. A, I think when you look at the at the AFC North, it, it definitely has that the, you know that feeling, those vibes for sure. He fits that. You wouldn't have a problem at twenty taking either one of those guys. No, I think you could yeah. make the argument. I, and look, with offensive tackles, uh, I think when you look at the best ones in the league it's high. if you want a good one you better you gotta, pay for you better pay it. you gotta yeah, pay yeah. For, the, for the big tackles absolutely uh, as i mentioned when we when we started here uh we're talking to fran duffy uh host of uh, a couple different podcasts eagle eye in the sky and journey to the draft yep. um eagles have the three picks ahead of the steelers what are they targeting in your in your opinion that uh, the Steelers are then not going to be able to get? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when you look at uh the way that the Eagles could approach this draft uh i think that the supply is meeting up well with what a lot of people perceive their needs to be. Uh, you know, when you look at defensive line, uh, you look at wide receiver, you look at corner. Uh, I think that there will be plenty of guys that are available that people say, yeah, like that. That makes a lot of people are mocking linebackers uh, to the Eagles. So it's not what they not, do. Not, not, yeah. first, not the right. first round. Yeah, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you go into any mock draft, go into the comment section, <laughs> you'll see the reminders there. Uh, but I think the, 
there will be plenty of supply there, but those are the positions that I think is, are being mocked most often to the Eagles are D-line, uh, wide receiver, corner, uh, and you throw a linebacker in there as well. Guy that we were talking about earlier, Tyler Linderbaum. Yep. Um, I think you and I discussed this a couple years ago. I used to work for WIP sure. in Philly. Everyone knows, but Jason Kelsey, what he's meant to that yep. organization and that team. Is there, is there some outcries in Philly that, hey, this guy, Linderbaum, maybe could be the next Kelsey nice kind of, you know, plan there secession plan yeah he, i mean he's definitely a guy that's i would say like and i on the podcast every single week uh we'll look around and look at all these different mock drafts without question the most mocked player to the eagles because you know for if you're if you're a reporter anywhere you're an analyst anywhere like yeah this makes perfect sense let's pencil in tyler linderbaum um I, it's interesting because on one hand the eagles always value offensive line they're always adding pieces they drafted landon dickerson in the second round a year ago they took andre dillard in the first round the year before that uh they're always throwing darts at that position even late in, into the draft they found uh jordan mylotta they're starting left tackle with a seventh round pick right so uh they have always valued offensive line i do think when you look at the way that they've uh, addressed that position lately do they want to add in another first-round pick mm. into that discu discussion? We don't know if Kelsey is, is going to retire or not this year. I think a lot of people are saying, oh, he's he's definitely going to be out. He can step in right away. You don't necessarily know that, right? Sure. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I, I would not rule it out, um, but I think when you look at Linderbaum, he's, he definitely has the uh, – the unique traits that I think would fit well in Philadelphia. He could do a lot of those things out in space, and uh, certainly in the run game, he could do a lot of damage. Devontae Smith looks like a hit. Yeah. Um, Ortega Whiteside doesn't. Rager's struggling. You know, they've, they've invested some high picks at yep. receiver. I'd go back to the well, though. I, I mean, if you could find someone between Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, who I think is about to become a star. Goddard's by the way, really, a really impressive player. A Burks or a London. I'm yep. just thinking of a size somewhere in between. I think that would really round out the offense. And and I would think with you guys, wide receivers need to block, too. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, right. That, and that's the thing. When you look at uh, you know the, the wide receivers in this class, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. you know, right? I mean, if Jamison Williams, obviously, if he's healthy, he's going much higher, uh, I think, than what people are talking about right now. But, uh, you know, he's an absolute game breaker. Traylon Burks is, I mean, he is an animal, man. Unique. I don't know how yeah. he is. He's, oh, at 6'3, 225 pounds. Uh, I, I remember watching him back in the summer. So, you know, this is going off of 2020 film. I wrote down Terrell Owens. I wrote down AJ Brown. I wrote down Debo Samuel. Like you yeah. just look at his usage and uh, his body type and his skill set. Just a, such a unique player. Um, but then you know Drake London and all yeah. the different ways you can use him, right? So just a, a really really fun uh, group of wide receivers in this class, and it'll come down to what you're looking for in that group. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, as Matt mentioned, uh, you got some different sizes there. When, yeah. when you have a tight end as uh, who could be your your number one. And a, and a young, talented wide receiver like Devontae Smith, you might want to find something in between that sure. that, that uh, fits. Um, in, in terms of, of the draft picks themselves, do you foresee them using all three of those first-round picks, or do you maybe you trade one next year for a first-round pick next year? I mean, they, will they be moving around in that, or do you, do you see them t using all three picks? I mean, one thing that we've seen from Howie Roseman is that he's always willing to move up and move down and move back and do all the different – so uh, I would think that the lines will be open in terms of that flexibility, and they love that flexibility. Uh, what I always ask, or say when people ask me that is – you still need that partner to be able to move up, right? Um, you know, whether it's uh, somebody that's willing to give up a first-round pick for next year, or somebody willing to give up more picks from you know from further down the draft. Uh, you need the the right situation for that to be able to open up. More often than not, 
people are moving up and giving up those valuable assets for a quarterback. Um, you know, I think we've seen in the past, like the only other one I can really think of is Marcus Davenport uh, recently with the Saints when they moved up. Um, you know, outside of that, if you're moving up that high, it's typically to take a, a QB. So uh, Devin Bush. Yeah, that, that's a good Devin point. Bush, yeah, yeah, but Devin Bush, no, right. no question. That's a good point. Um, you know, but I think that that's – you need that kind of situation. We'll see if yeah. that happens. Yeah. Our guest has been uh, Fran Duffy. You can check him out on Twitter at Eagles X, capital X, capital O-S, uh, X's and O's, I guess. That's would right. be the, uh, He's the uh, host of Eagle Eye in the Sky and Journey to the Draft podcast. And we appreciate you dropping by here on the uh, drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, good stuff there from you. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. That is Wesley Euler over there. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with more coverage here live from the NFL Scouting Combine right after this. Dropping down to 34, partly cloudy tomorrow with a high of 53. There are tons of ways to connect with your favorite iHeartRadio station. Calling, texting, DMing, faxing. Huh? What's faxing? But now you can talk to your favorite iHeartRadio stations with one tap. Listen on the free iHeartRadio app and tap the record button on the full screen player to send us a voice message, shout outs, song requests, wordle tips, and more. Get on the radio with just a tap. Only on the free iHeartRadio app. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. We are back live from the Indianapolis, uh, what is this thing called? It's not the Motor Speedway, it's the Convention Center. Is it the Indiana Convention Center or the Indianapolis Convention Center? I think it's the Indiana Convention Center. I think you're right. I messed that up This is the State's Convention Center. Which is why it's wow. so damn big. It's massive. Uh, this place. You get your steps in here. This place is yeah. the, the biggest building I think I've ever been in. I mean, it's like two blocks long. Isn't it's it? yes, yeah. it, it takes up entire blocks of a whole city. Like, yep. it, it's amazing how big this place is, and you could like walking over here. You're walking past like we're in a room right now that that you could play a football game in. Oh yeah, right. Easily. Oh, you easily. Probably, right. you, you Ceiling could, would need to be yeah. maybe a little bit higher, but yeah, right. Yeah, size wise, you, you could easily play like. Two basketball, you could put like five basketball courts in this room. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, huge. It's huge. And you pass a billion. You of them pass on the way like here, 10 right? of them on the way. Here. <laughs> right. There's <laughs> other conventions going on here yes. while the combine. While the is combine's here. going right. on. That's yeah. how big this place is. There's a, like a health and safety workplace convention right next door. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things about it, actually, is you know, you see in them all the setups in the first day, but when we're leaving, they'll like be setting up for a car show or something yeah. here. You know, I mean, it's amazing. They're putting in how, the new stuff, like the stuff they yeah. use here. And again, everything's flat and nice, but you get a lot of steps in and, you know, to <laughs> get from here to there and, you know, but it's the same every year. It's awesome. I, I'm sad that it might move. I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Our combine coverage is presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. He is Matt Williamson. That is Wesley Euler. I am Dale Lolly, and uh, we are here all week long. Uh, back we'll to back on... guests there were pretty nice. Yeah, that was yeah, nice. Uh, good that? stuff there from uh, Fran Duffy about the. They are an intriguing team. 
in oh, the this Eagles, draft. yeah, right. Especially for Steelers fans, with those three picks, the three picks are all grouped right in front of the Steelers picks. Mm-hmm. What what they do or what they don't do is going to have a great effect. Yeah, you know them trade. If if somebody wants to get, let, let's say for example, Malik Willis is available. You call the call the Eagles. You're calling call people are calling the Eagles right, to try right. to maybe get ahead of the Steelers or the Steelers even the are Saints getting on too, the phone yeah. to, to get yeah, up maybe get ahead of the Saints. Get, yeah, yeah. Get, right, I mean, right. that's I mean that, that, that's a lot of draft capital. And we didn't get into it much with with Fran, but I mean we have before. There's so many good edge guys. Yeah, that the Steelers aren't going to be a play. I think you want one to fall in one of those three picks. Oh, yeah. Philly for sure. Yeah. And there's a real good chance it does. Yeah, if if the Steelers are, let's say the Steelers, everybody always wants to trade back. Mm-hmm. It seems like more than ever this year. Yeah. There's not the stud to go get, you know, what to, to be able to trade back. I think one of those edge guys would have to, it would have to be one of the edge guys that you can't yeah, believe it has to be a, a, a still rush. available. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, but the difference between a Jabo and, you know, one of the other ones that has an equal grade. Yeah. Several would have to fall and then there's yeah. one left. I mean, I don't know right. if there'll be that kind of rush on them. We're, we're one of the offensive ta- Like, let's say, let's say. I don't know. Four mm-hmm. offensive tackles go before the Steelers pick. Yeah, I don't know I who see the that. target would be. Yeah. You know, to, to, for the Steelers to move back. You're talking about. Yeah, for yeah. somebody to want to move up to twenty. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, it's 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 easy to say, "Oh, the Steelers should move back," yeah, but there has be to be somebody available there that, that somebody else wants. Yeah, 100%. to do that. I'm not sure who that is. I mean, maybe some names emerge after this week. A third corner is, you know, really I mean, I, stands out. I could out see it maybe or, being one of the inside linebackers. I say maybe Lloyd Falls was yeah. one of the guys I was thinking. Because those or, guys, if you if you watch the mock drafts, the, the two inside linebackers, the other one being uh, the, the, Kobe, the Kobe Dean. Dean. Yeah, those guys go all over the first round. There's not a lot of linebacker needy teams. Yeah, and like Philly's one of them, and they never use first round picks on linebacker <laughs> since, yeah. since literally the 70s. Right? Was the last time I think 79. It's been an unbelievably long stretch. It's a first round pick. It's yeah, crazy. I forget what it was, who the last one was, but. Yeah, I mean, so don't count on that. I right. mean, history shows it's probably not likely. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's not a running back. Right. Uh, maybe there's a run on receivers. I mean, there's not a tight end. You know, yeah. I, I don't know who who's the the target to move up. Yeah, it's just again, as he as Fran said, usually it's a quarterback that you mm-hmm. you're targeting to go get. And you know, again, if somebody's going to the Steelers aren't going to trade out of a spot potentially where there's a quarterback available unless they take care of that in free agency. Unless they take care of it in free agency. Yeah, right, right. So. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, no, the Eagles have a lot to do with what's going on. Yeah, it's it, it, and they're they have three picks in the in the top twenty, mm-hmm. actually three in the top nineteen, and you have both New York teams with two picks in, each in the top yep. ten. Yeah, right. I mean, it's 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 a really kind of a interesting draft from that perspective because so, where you, so have, many quarterbacks you have you have three year. teams that and those teams five, don't need quarterbacks. Yeah, right. And they don't need a quarterback. Three teams that that control five of the top or. I'm sorry, seven of the top 19 picks. Yeah, which is so interesting. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. And the re- that's the result of last year being such a good quarterback draft. Yeah. You know, some of these teams that weren't in the quarterback market benefited. So, um, you know, could, I mean, I'm spitballing here, but what if the Steelers take Willis or Pickett or Corral or whoever, and then next year they're that team, you know, that doesn't need a quarterback and everybody's begging for, and you end up with two first round picks later. And, you know, even though you maybe moved up this year, I, I don't know. I'm just saying that I think, quarterbacks I think, move them, move the needle. I think the hurt stuff with the Eagles. Um, I didn't love Jalen hurts as a, no, I wasn't a big fan, but he's been, he's been, they've done okay with him. I've publicly said many times. I didn't think he was an NFL starting quarterback. And yeah. since then I've said, 
I'm open to the idea of building around him with three first round picks and see what he can do. It's that, and it's he's that gotten ability, better. Yeah, it's the ability to run. That's the cheat code. Right. There's a lot and, to learn from him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the people that are saying, well, uh, the Steelers can't draft Malik Willis or Malik Willis. He, the, the, the floor is too low and the upside. I don't know that his floor is that low. Right. Or, boy, he's going to need a lot of time to develop. Not if he's running a high percentage of the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, when the Eagles decided to run the football, they, they, the first half of last season, they yeah. didn't run the football with the running backs much. No, no. They became a heavy run team. And then they became a heavy run team, and they all of a the sudden they, they started winning games. Right, right, right. right. You know, and, and the quarterback was a big part of that. I, you know, I, I think if you if you take a guy like – scrambles. Yeah. Designed Designed runs. Right, right, right. I think if you take a guy like Malik Willis and everybody who's complaining about the Steelers – running game right now okay it was bad they, they averaged 90 sure. 94 yards rushing per game or whatever it was last year but if you get 45 from your quarterback you're gonna get, every yeah game. you're gonna get 30 to 45 <laughs> to even right. more than that from your quarterback every game you're not gonna be the one of the worst running you're gonna be a, probably a top 10 running team all of a sudden and then what happens then deontay johnson's got one-on-ones right you know what i mean yeah you know, it changes Smith everything one-on-ones you know like it's just adding a threat that that quarterback position that can run you put another guy in the box. There's just a huge yeah, Keith ripple. Butler factor, talked about you know? it all the time last year. Every time the Steelers would play one of these teams that had a running quarterback, it creates an, an additional gap that you have to fill. We get 10 blockers instead right. of nine. I mean, yeah. it's a short way of thinking. Yeah. Right. 100%. Huh. Well, yeah. You know, we've heard a lot. And obviously, everyone knows, again, you know, you're, you're really talking about that, that QB1 position for the first time in a long time. Mike Tomlin, I mean, dating back to the bye week, I believe, right? Dale has Said mentioned, he studied in the bye week, yeah. mentioned quarterback mobility. Kevin Colbert has talked a lot about accuracy in sure, the last sure. couple of weeks. That's the blend you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But what it, because it feels like for Malik, the, the big knock Marrying is, those two things together is the number one overall two, pick. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get that guy at yeah. pick 20. Sure. Right? But if but if, if it feels like if you're going to sacrifice or at least say, hey, we're willing to work with You'd take the mobility and then try and work with some of the the inaccuracies. The mobility, similar to Josh Allen. The, the mobility gives you, him he gives him as 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 he said <clears throat> something to fall back on while he learns the rest yes. of the, right. yes. the rest him on the field. Yeah. Uh, the more I think about it, I mean Willis is the perfect example. But let's say it costs you next year's first to go from twenty to ten, and and you take Willis, and. That's not necessarily a move for 10 years from now. I mean, you hope it is and that all those things come together eventually. But in the meantime, you can find ways to use him. And it's not just even packages. I mean, you can just throw him out there and all of a sudden you become a lot harder to play against, you know, while he's learning. Uh, To me, and you have a quarterback on a a five-year cost-effective deal. The other thing that people seem to forget because they only remember Ben Roethlisberger the last couple of years Mm -hmm. is how mobile he was. Early, early in his, in his career. career, extending like, plays, extending right. plays. Sometimes he would run, but more often than not, he was running around in the back, looking to, looking yeah. to throw oh, yeah. the football. We think, think of that from a cornerback's perspective. I mean, how it's hard enough cover. as a pass rusher, but man, now I, I I watched this play on tape. I knew this route concept. They ran it, and, and the play's not over the, yet. All of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, <laughs> right, the quarterback's right. holding the ball in the backfield for. Yeah, six seconds because he's running around, and now I got to cover this guy. Now I'm best yeah. of luck. It's yeah, a scramble right, drill. Right, right. We uh we went out to dinner last night with some people when we got here into town, and, and and two of the people are Steelers video staff, and talking about the cut up that they put together 
um, over an hour long of every touchdown pass that Ben threw in his career. In order, from the first one to last one. You awesome, watch yeah. that cut up. A lot of those in the first 10, 15 minutes, he's scrambling around for six, seven, eight, nine seconds before he finally yeah. hits you know, Heath Miller in the back yeah, of the yeah. end zone. Because um, he didn't know it, what the hell, I mean, he didn't know what the hell he was doing. Exactly. Right. You, 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 know? you, you got to use your traits. By. Yeah. Right. You got to use your traits before you use your mind. And again, let's say they do cost him a first round pick to trade up for Willis. Well, then where do you think their salary cap money's going? To offensive linemen and uh, Juju. And, you know, like you're going to have a better nest for them because of the other resources you haven't been able to use, you know? So I don't know. I think there's a lot of interesting ways to go with, with, with an athletic quarterback. Yeah, I mean, again, it gives it gives you that ability to just—it's a cheat code. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it just is, um, and you can win with those guys. I mean, oh, the Steelers yeah. won a lot of games with Cordell Stewart at quarterback. Now they went through some down periods with Cordell Stewart, but that was when they were trying to make him a pocket passer. Yes. I was gonna say, imagine if he came out now oh, or he, Vic. If or, Cordell you know, Stewart right. was in this Major draft, Harris. Cordell Stewart right. would, would be the number one pick in this draft. I think so too. 100%. With his with his skill set, Cordell Stewart would have been the number one pick in this draft. Yeah, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I don't I mean, remember him as a passer fresh on my mind. He but, was he know, was right. adequate as a passer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the best running quarterback in the league for a long time. Right, one hundred percent. I mean, yeah. he he had he just had that extra gear uh, that few have few get, athletes yeah. have. Right, and it was just it was just fantastic at it. Um, I mean, the win yeah. from the pocket only in today's NFL is nearly impossible. I mean, you have to be so far advanced mentally at a Brady Rogers like level because, you know, with all respect to the offensive linemen out there, those five guys blocking for you just aren't as athletic as the dudes chasing you. You know, I mean, you're at a disadvantage there, and it's becoming a bigger, bigger discrepancy, in my opinion. And well, you I mean, need look to make at this draft. There's, and, there's right. nine guys who are edge rushers who could go in the first round. And look at the numbers they're going to put up, they're going to yeah. be staggering, you know. It's just, yeah, it's just impossible to keep up with that. Uh, So you have to figure out other ways. And again, everybody's spreading everybody out now. Mm -hmm. You know, just those those spread concepts are creating more gaps and holes and ability to, hey, we need six yards here. We don't have to throw it to get six yards. Quarterback can just run for it. And even though these these defensive linemen I mentioned are so athletic and so impressive coming to the league, still hard to get Malik Willis or Lamar Jackson on the ground. (laughs) Or Mahomes or Allen or any of those guys. You got to catch them and put them on the ground. He is Matt Williamson. Uh, that's Wes Euler. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to uh, our coverage here on Steelers Nation Radio of the NFL Scouting Combine here. We'll be here all week. We'll be on today until 5 o'clock. We're going to take another break. We'll be back with more right after this. Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Back, I'm Dale Lally here with Wes Euler and Matt Williamson, and our combine coverage here at the Indianapolis uh, Scouting Combine in, in the Indianapolis. 
at the Indiana Convention Center. I do this every year. I, I, same thing. Too many Indiana Indians in there. Uh, but our combine coverage is presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC had some great guests today. We're just chatting there with uh, Max Starks off there about Dung Ben Roethlisberger and, <laughs> and just how uh, the everybody, again, everybody remembers old Ben. Right. And, and the lack of mobility that he had by the end of his career. Go back and watch oh, young was, Ben Roethlisberger, like, run around and make, like, he was the epitome of a young quarterback, a young stallion uh, that didn't just, know that he didn't know. And, yeah. You know, do that type of thing. Just making so much ability. Yeah. You know? yeah. It, it keeps bringing me back to this class and in the last couple rookie classes, these guys that are immensely talented, like Ben were, as they learn the mental side, they can get by now better than ever. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, you but can they better have them. those traits. They better have traits. You yeah. Know? I mean, that, that's, that's why I keep going back to Willis. I mean, he has traits. He has rare traits. You yeah. Know? So we'll see. One of the things that, that Moats and I discussed, you know, in the the aftermath of, of the wild card game and when it was, you know, when we knew that that was it for Ben, it's, I mean, when a guy plays for 18 years for one organization, it's easy to forget the first few years. Yeah, yeah. Long time. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's easier to focus on his 30s, you know, his I last I covered all those games years. and I forgot some, you know, you just don't, re- you don't remember it the way that you, you know. When I watched that highlight, I was shocked. I was like, well, there's a lot more play action than I thought and just different things like that, you know. One of the things that, that Moats brought up that I, again, just thought was a good, like, you forget these things. But when Ben came into the league, there wasn't necessarily the same expectation that there is now that if you're a quarterback and you're taken in the first round, you're the week one starter. Like, there was was a lot more of, you know, guys get drafted, guys wait their time, guys learn the offense. And we thought that that was going to be the case with Ben, of course, until Tommy got hurt. But I think that's another thing that he deserves credit for is – being ready for that moment, even though he wasn't the clear-cut QB1 coming into training camp or into the preseason. You know, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. And I think he was one of those – there's obviously guys before him, but – No, you're, you're not that wrong, helped, That yeah, helped right. set well, the expectation the, the, the that you better that, be ready Wes, to go. So many of these quarterbacks, and you see it in all these drafts, go top five, top yep. ten. Yep. And so they're going to a team that didn't have a quarterback, and yeah. so they're getting thrown in there. But they're getting thrown in there with bad teams. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to struggle in those That's situations. That's like the Jets cycle that they've had yeah. going yeah. on. Yeah. And I brought it up 100 times even today. I mean, Mahomes and Watson, we don't look at those teams like they were powerhouses that they went to, but they were playoff teams that traded up to go get a guy. I mean, so there was something in place. They were playoff teams. You know, Wes, you mentioned it like during the, the Young Ben era. Um, you know, Carson Palmer sat behind Kitna for a year. Yep. I mean, Aikman and... Peyton Manning were thrown right in his first overall picks and got destroyed. And it still happened. I mean, right. Mahomes didn't start till the last game. Played of one his, game, his, one game, game, right, one right. game. But but, but it, that's rare. Now. But that's rare now. Yeah. Right. I mean, these and I guys, think Ben was part of that. You know, yeah. that wave of changing that perception that you better be ready to go. And now, if you can bring in a great athlete there, they can keep their head above water and make plays and extend things. And I'm not ripping on old guy Ben. I mean, we all know what a great career he had. But if you go back and watch that video, and it, let's just pretend that you put rookie Ben in this offense, that'd be pretty exciting. And he yeah. didn't know what the heck he was doing, you know. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not right. implying that the next guy will turn into an 18-year Hall of Famer. But if you put rookie Ben on this team, that's how you could maybe look at this draft, you know, even if it's Ritter or whoever, you know. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just uh, it's a different era. Some of that's because of the way the salary cap is now structured, mm-hmm. uh, and it's that's different than it used to be. Where these guys get these guys were, you know, Sam Bradford, 
Made so much money. Made so much money. <laughs> right. You couldn't get other things. He's yeah. one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league before he was good. You know, Jamarcus Russell and these these guys were right. getting ridiculous contracts before they'd ever played a football game. Yeah. And now you've got a you know a, a little more of a, a sanity in the in the salary structure. So you can build around these young guys a little bit easier. And now, especially if they draft a the quarterback as opposed to signing one, the salary cap is going to be the Steelers' friend. Yes. You know, oh, absolutely. You know, and for so many the, years, it's been they've been fighting. It's an obstacle. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we've kind of talked about how the, the cheat code and mobility and guys that are able to do it both ways. The real quarterback cheat code, right, is to get the guy as a rookie, and then you've got five years oh, to to Dak, Dak to, Prescott or Russell Wilson or you know what, oh. the, what the Chiefs did with Mahomes. Yeah. You know, like what the Bengals are, you know, going to try and do this offseason around Joe Burrow with yep. all the money that they've got to use. Um, that's that's another one of those cheat codes. If you can find oh. a young guy and you've got him cost effective for for five years, it's gold. All of a sudden, you can pay to keep your defense together. You can reinforce the offensive line. Maybe you can pay a little bit more than you normally would to a wide receiver, or a playmaker, and well, free agency. And, and the hope is is that during that five year period, you you win a lot. Mm-hmm. He gets the experience that he needs to then be the the be engine, the like a Mahomes. Yeah, yeah like right. a Mahomes. And you now, pay him forty million. Yeah. A year or whatever, now you, you know, now right. after when he finally starts making money, he's to the point in his career where he can carry the team, mm-hmm. as opposed to before that. You know, maybe the team had to carry him a little bit, and you you surrounded him with great players. And I think we, you know, you're seeing that with Allen a little bit in oh, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, but it's going to be his show guys. completely yeah. now. You know, right? And it brings me. I bring up Javon Hargrave a lot, you know, not just because we were talking Eagles a minute ago, but it's in my logic is of the recent free agents that left. He's the name that comes up to me of wouldn't it have been nice to be nice, you know what I mean? And you would you'd be able to keep all those types going forward. It just wasn't possible, you know, at that point. I mean, just because of what you had in the salary, he couldn't right. You couldn't pay Javon Hargrave $13 million a year. They just, they just weren't in a situation where they can do that. Not when you've got a franchise quarterback who's taken 20% of your cap. Well, and and they're, they were also paying Hayward to it as well. I mean, now all of a sudden you're you're in in the offensive line when we're making a lot of money. So, you know, you're You're an older established O-line. Those guys were all worth their contracts, but you know, if your quarterback's on a rookie deal to your point, Wes, you're not going to lose anybody. You don't want to. Exactly. It's huge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to spend. If we'll see. Spend, we'll but... see if the Bengals want to spend. Oh, I'm talking about Steelers. That's I know, but spend. I know yeah, everybody's right. talking about yeah. the Bengals and how, and how much cap space they have and and all that stuff. They have typically not spent to that players. Yeah, Last they're... two off seasons, they they built a defense yeah. uncharacteristically. But are they going to keep going out and are they going to go add Toronto Armstead? Uh, I bet they don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. what I mean. Yeah. So it's 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 going to be interesting. And then you know it, it, if you think about it, Burrow just finished year two. The fifth year comes up pretty quick. It comes too. up quicker than you think, right. and, and now with some of these these contracts, you know the 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 Mahomes contract, the Allen contract, these guys are signing these after year four. Mm-hmm. See, like, it doesn't give you a lot of as much time as what yeah, you what yeah. you 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 know should have had where they were cheap. Like I talk about Jordan Love a lot. Like, okay, he's halfway through his rookie deal, and you don't know anything, don't know anything more about than him. You picked yeah. him. Yep. You know, like is he the next Mahomes? Personally, I don't think so, but. That's who he was compared to coming out of what Southern Utah or whatever. I didn't never saw that, but he could be sitting there as a sleeping giant. But before you know it, you pick up his fifth year option or not. If Rogers goes back there, you're going to trade that guy for a fourth round pick or a third round pick, or you're just going to eat him and you're not going to know anything about him. Yeah, and it's crazy. It becomes a situation where it's 
you hate to say a wasted first round draft pick in a way, but it, in a way it was. Right. Yeah. Especially when you consider how good they've been the last couple of years. Say they, and, and they could have added another guy that could actually, yeah. you know, still win 13 games every year. But it's right. the, you know, it's that catch 22 that you play when you have, when you're drafting quarterbacks and you, I, I can remember talking to Tommy Maddox about that. And if you remember, Tommy Maddox was drafted, I believe when John Elway was 32 years old. And people thought Elway was done. People but he thought wasn't. Elway was near the end. And, and people forget Rodgers was not playing this well the day they drafted Love. Yeah. I mean, he was coming off of two A pretty okay, so, so okay year. years, yeah. right? Not even with back-to-back MVPs. You know, they did since then. <laughs> so maybe the, the pick was worth it. Maybe it was worth quarterback it. Back-to-back MVP. You yeah. Know, I but, mean, you know, and, and think about, I know people, well, the Steelers don't have a plan in place for Ben Roethlisberger. It's really tough to do. Yeah. It is. It is. You know, even if you, if you look at the, the what happened with Rodgers when they drafted him in Green Bay? He sat on the bench for a couple of years. Oh yeah, I mean, there's so many instances in history where the Niners trade Montana because Young's sitting there, and you know, like, yeah. I mean, there's great problems to have. Of course, the Steelers are a long way from having Montana and Young at the moment, but <laughs> yeah, yeah even, just a quarterback, the pass of these quarterbacks, right? <laughs> I I do always find that funny too, Dale, because those same let, let's go hypothetical, right? Mac Jones ends up sliding doesn't go to the Patriots at 15 last mm-hmm. year, and he's there, and the Steelers take him. Everyone would be complaining. Oh, you're, you're just wasting rookie years. You got him sitting there. You don't know what he is. But then time, you, to, time to put the kid you know, in week you, seven, all yeah, of a sudden, it's time, time to put the kid time in to and see what he can in. do. Yeah. But you, when you, like that whole idea of having a succession plan at quarterback, it's difficult you, to you, do. You, 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 get the, you get the Jordan Love thing where all of a sudden right, you're, right. you're wasting those, those salary cap years, and you still don't know what you got. I said it before. They're like the Highlander. There can be there only, can only one. Be one. There's only one <laughs> starting quarterback on your roster. Yep. You know, so everybody else is kind of sitting there waiting. You know, Mason Rudolph has sat there watching Ben Roethlisberger play f- and, and picking up the scraps right. uh, over, you know, he, he started 10 career games. Um, you know, that's just the, the reality of the situation. I mean, but Ro- if you don't, Rogers waited if, a while till he saw the field. But if you don't have pick, that guy you know, in right. place, then people complain you don't have the guy in place. But right. if then, the, then if you use the first round draft pick on the guy, He's a play. Why you, why'd you use right. a first round draft pick? He's not playing. We would have won every game this year if you would have drafted that guy. <laughs> if you drafted a running back, or we'd whatever, be screaming, right. "They should have Najee Harris!" But instead, we got Mac Jones sitting on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Which do I think Mason Rudolph's a great quarterback? No, but that's the value of him. Is at least there's something there now. You didn't he have belongs to sell on an NFL out. roster. Yeah, like, I think he's just a really good backup. We say this said, all the but. time. If you go 32 NFL teams, you double that at least for QB one and QB two. Quick math: 64. Mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph is one of the best 64 quarterbacks in the world. Oh, without it's question. Probably like, one of the like, best 45 quarterbacks and, and in the so world. Right, and right. so the, the, there's a fine line there between not thinking he's the guy and, you know, oh, he doesn't deserve to be on the roster. Why are we even wasting right. our time You have here? to realize there's value there. And even if he, like I expect, that he has a long career as a backup quarterback and is a really good one, that's worth a third-round pick. Yes. I mean, that was worth the pick. I mean, he doesn't have you've to already be Ben get, Roethlisberger. You've already given him a second contract. Yeah, right, right, right. You know that that's a that's a good that's a well used draft pick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it just is. Landry Jones was a good pick. <laughs> I mean, he lasted a long time as a mid round guy. You know. Yeah, and, and again, you you need I mean, you're not going to have a top twenty quarterback as your backup most times. It's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. No, it, it just isn't. But uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, this is this. I I'm so excited for this off season. Me too. Better than ever. I mean, it's always 
I actually I think, think the offseason is better than the season sometimes, but that's the way I'm wired. But this season is going to be unbelievable. Not typically when you cover the Steelers. <laughs> right, right, uh, right. You know, those first uh, the first couple of weeks of uh, free agency are typically okay. Who's leaving today? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, check yeah. check the tickers and see who's right. signing where and yep. that kind of stuff. This year, I expect them to be active in free agency, not yeah. to the point where they're going out and you know making the big splash signing. Uh, you know, on opening day of uh, free agency, but I expect them in that first week to to have a couple of guys signed absolutely I do too for that reason I think it's intriguing obviously because you're you're looking for your new quarterback for the first time in 18 years then when you consider too Kevin Colbert who just sat down with us he's been with the organization for decades you know other than your owner it feels like you've got three power players in every organization GM head coach quarterback I mean you haven't had to replace any of those since 2007 when Bill Cowher retired now you got to replace two of the three in the same offseason that's that's intriguing that's interesting yeah and you have resources to do it Absolutely. That's what's fun about it, too. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the uh, interesting part of it all and, and seeing which direction. Uh, uh, you guys get the same questions I do. What are the Steelers going to do a quarterback? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know that they have. Uh, they have I ideas. Tom, I heard Tom Brady's going to come out of retirement. <laughs> but they town. don't necessarily know which direction they're going to go until the options are presented to them. Yeah. Until they, what's the price? Until they start talking to agents about the price of free agency. Until they see what quarterbacks are, you know, available as the draft plays out. You got to weigh the cost. You got to weigh the draft picks. You got to weigh, you know, all of it. I mean, I don't think this is going to be the way it plays out. But what if Jordan Love only cost you a third round pick and they loved them coming out Mm -hmm. of school? You know, okay, someone, someone's going to get him at a discount. I don't particularly love Jordan Love, but. If I'm the Falcons, I'll give you a third round pick for Jordan Love and let him sit. You know, and then you're sitting another year with the guy. But you know, uh, there's there's other options we haven't even brought up. Matt Ryan. There's been fourth, rumors fourth that he could pick. go or Cousins or he'd Carr, still have a high sound. Know, right, then all of a sudden, that, yeah, that, that that's money still, that we were talking about. I don't love going that away. crop. That's the one thing to me that I don't think is going to happen. The Jimmy Cousins car. Yeah, Ryan. those trades yeah. because you're giving up draft capital and cap space, yep. right? As like, opposed to just giving up either draft capital. Or cap space because I think giving Jim- up both is not not attractive to me. I mean, I think Jimmy costs you a two. I think Cousins costs you a one. Mm-hmm. Car costs you two ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too much. And you're paying them. And you're big paying contract. Yeah. And right. you're paying that big contract. Right. Yeah. That's. The, I'll, I'll give you one resource or the other. I'll sell out with my draft picks, or I'll give you you know cap space. Not but both. I don't know both unless your name's Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or you know yeah. we think unless you're one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league and we can win this thing next year yeah. you know win the whole thing you know that's yeah. the difference between trading for like Matthew the Matthew Stafford deal sure as opposed to trading for whoever you know anybody you know but you don't want to be trading for Ryan Tannehill you know what you don't want to be is the Colts or Panthers where I gave up a first and third for Wentz and a big cap space I gave up a two and a four for Darnold and he's costing me 20 million on the fifth year option yeah those are these and they're they weren't sure things. People talk lot. about the Stafford deal. Oh, look, they traded there and they, and they, you know, they won a Super Bowl. Well, these happened too, and oh, they yeah. didn't win the Super Bowl. Right, and it got ugly. Now they're in <laughs> yeah. a much worse situation without resources to get the next guy. You know, you don't want to cripple yourself if you miss because a lot of people miss. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's a it's a position where there are probably more misses than I mean, first any other on first round picks. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's just the reality of it. Uh, I think I know your answer. Super quick. I don't think they're going to double dip though. Like, I don't think no. it'll be Jimmy in a first-round pick or Bridgewater in a first-round pick. It'll be pick. one or the other. I think it'll be one addition. Yeah. Agreed. You know? And then a camp arm. Yeah. Yeah. They don't yeah. But, yeah. Right. All right. But, yeah, it's one It's one or the other. It's not both. I don't think yeah. they'll bring in two guys. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. He's Wesley Euler. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on 
Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. This is not the well, I guess this is our drive time. This is when the Absolutely. drive is typically yeah, on. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, we are the drive. You could call it the drive with some special guests. Special guests. Somebody's listening and driving right now. I would assume so. It's <laughs> six, four o'clock in the afternoon. But uh, we are live from the NFL Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. We're going to be here until 5 o'clock, so keep your uh, dial tuned right here. We'll get another hour to go. I think the Jaguars will mind if I steal their Hooter bag. <laughs> <laughs> or that Chick-fil-A bag. The, the things that go through his mess say, mind. Something smells, something smells yeah, good. Yeah, something smells good. There's some, there's some food available somewhere. But uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this.